Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer with you. Game night, the Edmonton Oilers, the Philadelphia Flyers. The uh, face-off show begins at 6, puck drop at 8 o'clock. It'll be Cam, myself, Robin Reed, Jack Michaels, also part of the Oilers Radio Network. Jack and Louie Gino have the uh, call on the television side with Rogers. I'll be swinging by with Craig McTavish uh, during the first and second intermissions of that uh, broadcast tonight. All right. I'm going to tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Again, uh, we'll get to more of the game-driven stuff. Uh, it will be Miko Koskinen against Carter Hart. That's the goaltending matchup. Hart got pulled in his only start here back in 2019. Emma off to a 5-0 start. We will ta- hit on starts for teams with our next guest from the NHL Network, uh, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the head of Octagon's player agency, uh, the number one overall pick of the 1983 NHL draft, uh, analyst from NHL Network, Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Doing fantastic, Bob. How are you? Good. Doing fantastic, uh, but a difficult story. John Shannon just came on and said, Bob, this isn't a sports story. You know, this is this is a news that this is beyond the scope of sport. This isn't something that's specific to hockey. Uh, I know that you were on yesterday as the news was breaking on what was occurring in Chicago. Um, Duncan Keith just did an availability. We'll get to that in a second. But just give me uh, your overall assessment on... Uh, on the findings uh, and uh, the resignations yesterday of Stan Bowman, not just as GM president of the Chicago Blackhawks, but also USA Hockey and Al McIsaac as well. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. Obviously, initially, your thoughts go to the victims. I, I, I shouldn't say that. If, I, if I'm being 100% truthful, because we know all the people involved, the people that made mistakes, initially your thoughts go to them. When you have a moment to digest it, and John Shannon is 100% correct, this is bigger than a hockey story. It's bigger than your relationships with people over the years because of what transpired. And therefore, the right thing to say, and I do believe it is the right thing, is that my heart goes out to the people that were harmed by what happened here. Yes, I feel bad. 
Christian Bowman and some other people that have and or may lose their job in the future because I am friends with them. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it's a little bit perplexing. You know, it, it's I always get hung up on, you know, recently we've started to judge characters throughout history by today's standards. Mm. And I never know if that's the right thing or not. I know that slavery was wrong, don't get me wrong, and things like that. But the way that we look back at things is a challenge to unpack. In this case right here, it's also somewhat applicable. The world was different back in 2010. Yeah. My final conclusion, though, Bob, is that in order for us to move forward, we have to go through some painful times like this for people to understand crystal clear what the standards are. And the standards are if you witness something, if you're a person in any type of power position, uh, you have a, a duty to report it. And that's the mistake that some of my friends made on this 10 years ago. And I, I do feel bad for them, but I feel worse for the people that were harmed. I feel perplexed because I don't understand why they didn't report it even in that time, and it makes me a little bit mad. Yeah. That's the honest-to-God truth the, from me. The, the report is difficult to read. I, I basically suggested the same thing to John, and he kind of cut me off and said, nope, you know, we've already had stuff like this occur. We knew how people should react. And, and I, 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 hey, I don't think for a second Chicago handled, handled this. Look, you work for the league indirectly the reality of the situation is i think the blackhawks should have let gary bettman know immediately and i think they should should have suspended bradley aldrich immediately uh you know upon uh, upon a further investigation at that time um companies are i think companies are better at handling hr situations today than they were in 2010 and i think that's kind of what you're hinting if I'm reading between the lines here, is we've, we've gained some experience because, unfortunately, there's been other cases of this in, uh, in society over the last several years where, where we've been able to learn from and find ways to get to a better place. Um, we have texters, uh, and Duncan Key spoke today. We'll, we'll mention again, Brian Lawton, that Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are currently in COVID protocol. They have not spoken about this incident. Duncan Keith did an extended availability, one that I was not at live because I was doing the Dave Tippett uh, broadcaster's uh, I- I conversation at that point. Um, we have people saying, well, all the players must have known exactly what was going on during this process. How, how could they have not have known? And, of course, the player involved, uh, the John Doe, is a, uh, a player that was uh, referred to as a black ace, an extra player that had been recalled uh, from Rockford of the American Hockey League at that time. Do you see it being feasible that the players were actually unaware that this had taken place during the context of the window of the playoffs at that time? I definitely see it feasible that some players were unaware. I don't believe that every player would have known Something like this, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's definitely possible. I think all you have to do is ask the players, and I think they'll tell you in today's world that yeah, I heard about this, or no, I didn't. Um, you know, immediately people are going to go to, well, why didn't the players report it then? And you know, like you like we were discussing, it's a different world yeah. back then. I, I don't know if. Uh, all I could say is the world in the sports world was not as open back then as it would be now. So 
something like that happened now and you're a player and you reported it, you have some protection, the world is more open. That's good progress. Um, but I'm not so sure it was that way <laughs> in 2010. That's all. I don't know exactly. I wasn't a player then, but that would be my, again, honest opinion for you. I love to come on Edmonton Radio because I always get to say whatever I think. Yeah. And that is what I think. I'm not certain. I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm not certain. I, I can tell you I have not had thoughts like I've had about some other people involved that lead me to conclude, I just don't understand why you didn't report it. I can I can rationalize this in my 50s now. I'm not sure I could rationalize this as a 20-year-old hockey player. 100%. Uh, and, yeah, and I'm not copping out on it. I'm just telling you, hockey teams traditionally are, you know, you can see what the average age of teams are. You haven't been through the experiences. I'd be... I'd be embarrassed of myself today if I were a player and had the same maturity level I do now at that time and didn't report it. I can't say that um, if I envision myself as a 20, 23-year-old, 25-year-old, even 30-year-old back then. You just There's a lot you learn in life as you go through it. Muhammad Ali said that, right? He said if a man's the same at 50 that he was at 20, he hasn't lived his life properly. So what are you, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to that effect. Yes. The, the op, and I think of all the stupid mistakes I made in my 20s <laughs> and some that I made right. in my 30s, right? Like, it's just... No, and, it, and, and this, is hein, this is heinous when you think about what yes. happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, I'm not sure I would have taken it as heinous when I was 20. I'll be honest. I, I don't know how I would have reacted. I do know for 20 year olds going forward, the more that this stuff is exposed, the more of these hard lessons, people are losing their jobs. Some of them, you know, maybe Hall of Fame type people in our industry, which is the creme de la creme. You, yeah. you think about it your entire life and it may be lost in an instant. Unfortunately for those people, fortunately for others, those are lessons that will hit home. And I hope that those are lessons that people will learn. And in similar circumstances in the future, the actions will be different. Brian, I mean, we have people texting the show right now saying the Chicago play, Blackhawks placed a priority on winning the Stanley Cup over protecting this this person from what what amounts to, uh, you know, an, an outright assault and something that should have been taken forward to the police. And that's reprehensible that the Blackhawks did that. So they all have to pay as a result. We have people texting the show right now saying that. And uh, yesterday was a lot about Chicago. Again, today, Duncan Keith did an extended availability. Uh, we've not heard from Jonathan Taze, who's, you know, Captain Sirius and part of that group. And Patrick Kane, who himself was only 20 at that time uh, in 2010 when they won that first Stanley Cup. What do you think the ramifications? So there's, there, this is going to be an ongoing situation. Are, do, you, do you envision there will be further ramifications for the likes of Joel Quenville in Florida and Kevin Shoveldayoff in Winnipeg? I'm worried for both of them. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the outcome will be, but it feels like I'm getting more and more concerned by the minute. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Again, just honest. Yeah, honest. There's some contradictions there. Nobody knows the truth. I believe those guys should have a chance to tell their side of the story. 
I'm not even sure. Kevin Sheveldale. I don't know if he was actually in that meeting or not in that meeting. Yeah. I don't know if Joel actually wrote a glowing report for somebody or didn't and what they knew at the time. I am interested to know those answers, though, and I do think that will determine ultimately what happens to the people. All the people that were in that meeting, I feel like uh, that's different than what maybe the players knew in my mind. I'm not copping out for players. I've been in management, too, so I don't say that lightly. Well, you were a GM at that time. You my were, you not, were you not finishing up? I, I was. Yeah, you were a GM at Tampa at that time. So, Yes. Uh, yes, I was, and something like that. Uh, I, I, I wasn't there, so I can't say. It doesn't matter. It's just I wish it was handled differently. I think everybody wishes it was handled differently. We're joined right now by NHL Network analyst Brian Lawton, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, started Octagon's player agency. All right, we're going to switch focus. Uh, thanks for sharing some thoughts on that. We're going to move on to... Uh, Something that uh, they, they kind of put you on the spot yesterday in the NHL Network. We got what four undefeated teams right now in the National Hockey League. The Oilers obviously going to tonight's game five and zero undefeated against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. What are they, are they five and zero? Is it Florida that's six and zero or Carolina that's six and zero right now? One of them. Florida six and zero. And so Carolina's five and zero. St. Louis is five and zero. Which of those four teams is going to remain undefeated the longest? For me, I, I said it last night on air. You know, we went through every team and we looked at their schedules and we tried to determine. I said Florida, I thought, would potentially lose this evening to Boston. Okay. And I still stand by that. Boston has a huge week because Boston then tomorrow has Carolina. And they've already broken streaks for Buffalo and San Jose. Could they do it for four teams? That would be incredible. But they're going to beat definitely one of Florida or Carolina. Okay. So I feel like those guys are going to lose. The St. Louis Blues tomorrow, they've got Colorado, an angry Colorado team. I could see their streak ending tomorrow. So I haven't answered your question yet, but the answer is that I truly believe, and I don't care that I'm on Edmonton radio, no disrespect to the Edmonton fans, but last night I said I thought Edmonton would go the longest undefeated. And then I went way off the rails because we were showing eight games of each team. Wow. And we had to pick what game each team would lose in. And I said that I thought that Edmonton's losing effort would not come in that eight-game stretch. I know that's crazy. That's... We'll see how it turns out. But that was my prediction. Well, the Oilers have the Flyers tonight. They go to Vancouver Saturday. They get Seattle at home on Monday, Nashville at home on Wednesday, the New York Rangers on Kevin Lowe retirement night on uh, Friday. And the Oilers and the Rangers have had in this in Edmonton some ridiculously entertaining, up-tempo, offensive attack-based games. So that's five games, and you said you went eight, so the road trip off the top of my head goes Detroit, Boston, Buffalo. So you, you figured <laughs> you didn't have them losing any. And you picked the Oilers as your wild card. Well, it was I don't know if it was your wild card pick or uh, your, wild, your wild pick. You picked Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup, didn't you, Brian? I did. That was my – we had to pick one thing that we thought could happen, but it would be a stretch in everyone's eyes. I picked the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley Cup this year. 
Evan Bouchard, you've been a huge fan of his. Uh, I put the tweet out a couple days ago, 54% defensive zone start. He leads the team with a 55.5% Corsi and a 58% Fenwick. Now, some people think those numbers are all full of BS and hoi polloi. I don't know. To me, it looks like he gets the puck up the ice. He's already in the first pairing uh, with Darnell Nurse. Does this surprise you at all that there's been an acceleration this quickly with Evan? I expected Evan to do really well, but he's ahead of even what I thought, to be honest with you. He's always been a good player. There's only been one knock on Evan since he started with the Oilers, and that was that he played so much in junior in London. He played so much that he was never really going at 100%. And you have to do that sometimes when you play that many minutes in junior to conserve energy so that at the end of the night, you can play 40 minutes in a game in junior. And it happened more than a few times for him. There was a little bit of a feeling that that had trained him incorrectly and that the club needed to get that out of him. I think they've worked hard on that. I think he's worked hard on it. I think he's raised his level every shift as opposed to what it used to be energy-wise. And he's now close to where he should be on a nightly basis. That's acceptable to the coaching staff. And therefore... He's having a lot of success. They're trusting him. He's always been a good player. He's always been a confident player. But when you get the trust and your confidence shoots through the roof, then you're ready to take off as a player. And I think that's happening for him even quicker than I thought it would this year. Brian, we appreciate your honest assessment on a very difficult situation right now around uh, around the hockey and sporting world. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Bob. That's Brian Lawton. From the NHL Network, it's 12.51 in Edmonton. When we get back, we're going to set the lineup for you, the game day lineup report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. We'll go into NHL today for Drew Shamahorn and our friend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Elite Promotional Marketing, and we'll have the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Craig says, Bob, the Blackhawks screwed up badly, but there will be a thousand opinions on what should have happened. They are mostly irrelevant. It's up to the people that run the league to do what is necessary. Randy says, out of Brooks, Bob, the punishment that Chicago has received as an organization is weak. The cover-up is inexcusable. Even by 2010 standards, the punishment should be financially uh, reflect the choice of a Stanley Cup run over the individual 
rights as people. Ten million minimal should have been the fine. And uh, again, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Blah 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 blah. That was then. This is now. And you're trying to apply those standards to another time. A young player would have been focused on winning the cup and not. Uh, and not the crap that goes on around it. Well, and, and again, we don't. For the this is the, to me, this is about the you know John McDonough, Stan Bowman, uh, the decision makers. I, I'm with the, with the players. I have some empathy for the position of the players because we don't know what they know and what they didn't know. Obviously, the management and the president of the organization knew that we do know. All right, let's get to. We'll start uh, first of all with. I gotta find it here. Where'd it go? The game day lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home list, your old home. Sold today at Edmonton.ca. 1256 in Edmonton. The Oilers tonight at home against the Flyers. Connor McDavid, six goals, 17 points in nine games, plus 11 in his career against Philadelphia with Zach Hyman, four goals last two games. And yes, a Paul Yarvey, who's got eight points in five games this season. Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, who has five goals, 13 points in nine games, plus seven against the Flyers, with Ryan Nugent-Hopkins with nine goals in 12 career games against Philly, and Kyler Yamamoto, who unfortunately only has just one goal in his last 34 regular season of playoff games as an winner. Derek Ryan with uh, Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian. Cassian, two goals last season, three goals this year. Devin Shore with Brendan Perlini and Kyle Turris. Darnell Nurse, 32 hits in five games so far this year, playing 27-37 with the aforementioned Evan Bouchard. Duncan Keith with Cody Cease. C. Slater Cuckoo will be if Tyson Berry. Miko Koskinen starts in goal against the Flyers. He's 2 0 with a 2.0 goals against average and a 9.52 save percentage in his career. Edmonton 5 0 in the season. Second in the league goals, 4.4.6 per game. First in the league in power play, a pedestrian 47.1%. Edmonton's also fifth in the league on PK at 88%. When you have a combined 135% special teams, you're performing well. The Oilers are giving up the most shots against in the league at 37 points. They're second in the league in faceoffs at 56.2. Philadelphia leads the league in faceoffs at 59%. The Flyers are 2 1 1 this season. They're third in the league in goals, four and third in the league in the power play. They'll have Sean Couturier up front with Claude Giroux, who's got 21 points in 16 career games against Edmonton with Travis Konechny. Uh, it'll be Derek Brassard, who Edmonton looked at signing as a free agent about a year ago, with Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson coming over an offseason trade for Jacob Voracek. Uh, Scott Lawton with Oscar Lindholm, who was out with bone cancer a couple years ago, won the Masterton Trophy in James Van Riemsdyk, the second overall pick in the 2007 draft. Nate Thompson now on his ninth NHL team with Nicholas Obey-Cabal and Zach McEwen, who was involved in that tilt with Zach Cassian when Cassian hit his head on the ice here at Rogers Place against the Canucks in the preseason. Ivan Provorov will be with Justin Braun. It'll be Travis Sanheim with Rasmus Ristolainen. Ristolainen in his career, 14 points in 13 career games against Edmonton. Keith Yandels had a big numbers against Edmonton. Six goals, 29 points, 42 career games, plus 18 against Edmonton. He's played 926 consecutive games. Uh, he'll be paired with Nick Sealer. Carter Hart starts in goal. There you go. That's our game day lineup report. Into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, company branded apparel, products, and awards. All created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Brendan Escott, you're on the clock. Uh, one other piece of Canadian content among four other NHL games. 
games. It's an original six matchup in Chicago. The Maple Leafs are in town. Our coverage tonight on Chad starts with a face-off show at 6. Puck drop just after 8 o'clock. P.K. Subban, $5,000 lighter in the pocketbook. That's for a dangerous trip on Milan Lucic last night. Travis Hamanick reporting to the Vancouver Canucks now. He's joining AHL Abbotsford for a conditioning stint. 2-2, two two, Bakersfield Condors host Colorado tonight. The Oil Kings wrap up this uh, five-game homestand on Friday against Winnipeg. The Ice are second in the CHL Top 20 this week. The Oil Kings have moved up a spot into third Saturday there on the road in Red Deer. And the WHL Prospects Draft, by the way, happening Thursday, May 18th of 2022. Golden Bears hosting the 1-3 Regina Cougars this Friday and Saturday. All right, we'll get to our injury report for James H. Brown a little bit later on the show. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. David Staples, call to hockey, political affairs columnist for the Edmonton Journal when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.